Well, hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here where you can find practical help for the heart and home as we ponder life from a biblical perspective, as well as a weekly digital dose of discipling to help equip us to be better effective in the opportunities that God places before us to further His kingdom. Well, hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here. Today is episode number 147. And today we begin on chapter two of the book of Ruth and find out who won that $25 Amazon gift card. Stay tuned. Thank you to all who helped me celebrate my second anniversary on Moments with Moni. We'll find out who the winner is at the end of today's study. Last week, we left off at Naomi and Ruth returning to the House of Bread, coming back to Bethlehem, and it was at the beginning of the barley harvest, which we realized at the time was, it's a time of hope, because now there's food in the country. So even though Naomi said that she came back empty-handed, the rest of the town, the rest of the area is full full of food, and they're happy that it's there. So here we have Naomi, whose name is the pleasant one, but wants to be called Mara because she, in her heart, is bitter. Her heart is broken to pieces. That's what Mara means, bitter. And Ruth, her daughter-in-law, decided to come back with her. So this young Moabite woman who now has given up everything that she has known, is now there with Naomi. And this is how chapter 2 opens up. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. Okay, we're only three verses into the King James Version of Ruth. And I suppose if you read this just before bed, it might have put you to sleep. But there's so much packed in here, we have to unpack it. Here we see in chapter 2 that Ruth, a poor laborer, gleaning in the fields of Boaz and receiving his gifts or attentions, his provision and protection, this kinsman, this relative of Naomi named Boaz, had stayed behind in the land, as God had told the Israelites to do. Even though Elimelech left and Naomi came empty-handed, Boaz had stayed behind and God provided for him. In fact, God made Boaz a very wealthy man. He was their kinsman, which is actually a little more than just a relative. It introduces, this word introduces the ancient Hebrew word goel, Goel is a kinsman, which says that he was more of a chieftain of the family. 
He was a special family representative. Well, if Ruth and Naomi showed up empty-handed, they probably didn't have any food, so it was important that Ruth act immediately. This let me now go to the field is actually an imperative. Uh, it says, I pray or I beseech with a vital, immediate importance. It's not just, oh, let me go down there. It's, let me go now. She was asking Naomi if she could go to the field and glean for them, gather up ears of, it says corn in the King James Version, but it's ears of grain, whatever is ripe at the time, and to tarry after those that are in the field. And Ruth was hoping to find grace, um, meet or run across someone that she would find grace from. So Naomi said, fine, go, my daughter. I'm not sure what Naomi meant by that, but she was of bitter heart. I don't know if she came back to Bethlehem to die amongst her people, or she just didn't have the energy to say anything at the time. But thankfully, she had Ruth there, and Ruth was going to go to do her best for that day. So Ruth went and came upon a field that happened to belong to Boaz. She happed upon it, just so happened to show up at the mighty man of valor and wealth, Boaz, their kinsman redeemer. Well, it says that her hap was to light upon this part of the field. Yes, it may have been her stumbling there onto that field, but God knew what was going to happen before all of this. She stepped onto the land of the kindred of Elimelech. Nothing happens by accident. This was another divine appointment. All things work together for good, for our good and his glory. A lesson to remember from this passage. Well, this following behind and gleaning up the grain from behind the workers in the field was actually part of the Levitical law mentioned in Leviticus chapter 19, verses 9 and 10, where commanded farmers in Israel that they should not completely harvest their fields, but they were commanded to kind of cut the corners while they're harvesting and drop some behind them so that if there were any poor in the area, they could come by and pick that up and feed their families. It was kind of like, oh, wick today or not governmental assistance, but like a social assistance program there in Israel. This was a wonderful way to help the poor be able to help themselves so that they could work for their food and still have dignity. It also says in God's word that if a man not work, neither will he eat. This program that God devised here is a much better program than handing someone a check for nothing. It also lets us know that Ruth was a very hard worker. And then watch this. I love verse 4 as we're going through this. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. This upstanding man has a great relationship with his workers. He blesses them as he enters the area, and they bless him in return. And 
now who just happens to show up at this particular time. Remember, it's not an accident. There are divine appointments in life. Watch out for them. But here, it's unbelievable. It's like a romantic chick flick. Enter hero, Boaz. And verse 5 continues, Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I read it. But a better translation really is, Who does this young woman belong to? What family does she belong to? Some of the commentators that I have read mentioned that they wondered what was running through Boaz's mind at this time, kind of like I did. Maybe a thought ran through his mind. Wow, who is she? One commentator even mentioned the genealogy of Jesus back in Matthew chapter 1. There are four women listed there. Ruth, Rahab, Tamar, and Bathsheba. Do you know who Boaz's mom was? Her name was Rahab. Ever heard of the old adage, men marry a woman like their mom? Do you think maybe Ruth, a Moabitess, reminds him of Rahab? In any case, if he's concerned about his workers, he may be concerned for a stranger in his field as well. And verse 6 says, And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish woman, the damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. So Boaz most definitely did not recognize Ruth, but he did at this point learn that they are relatives, a relative to Boaz through Naomi. Now remember, news does travel fast and even faster now during texting, but in a small town, gossip gets around quickly, news gets around quickly. I'm sure Boaz heard that Naomi had returned. Might he have felt a bit of shame at this moment, as this Moabitess young lady was actually caring for his relative more than he was? Possibly. And the servant continued to Boaz relating what she had said, what Ruth had said. I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now. She tarried a little while in the house. We learn a bit more about Ruth here as well. She knew from Naomi about the gleaning law in Leviticus. But here she even asks for permission to go on the property and gather the sheaves behind them. And the servant even tells Boaz that she's been hard at work from morning until now. She tarried a little while in the house. Then Boaz said to Ruth in verse 8, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Boaz was not above speaking to the lowly. So he says, now listen up. And he does not call her a Moabitess, like everyone else so far when they describe her. But he asks her, he instructs her, don't go to glean in a different field. I want you to stay right here in this field and abide here, beside and equally with my maidens. Boaz is 
encouraging Ruth to stay here on his field because she will be safe here. And he continues, Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go into the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Did we just read that properly? Did we just see that Jewish men were to be drawing water for a Moabitess? A Moabite woman? Can you just hear all the jaws dropping in Jewish and Moabite culture? This is grace, and Ruth knows it. Verse 10 continues, Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said to him, Why have I found grace in your eyes, that you should take knowledge of me, seeing that I'm a stranger, I'm a foreigner? Who am I to you? Why would you treat me this way? Why are you extending grace to me? Verse 11 says, And Boaz answered and said to her, It had fully been shown unto me all that you have done unto my mother-in-law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your nativity, and are to come unto a people which you knew nothing about. What a beautiful heart attitude in this young woman. Some might at this moment say, well, it's about time somebody noticed how hard I'm working and what I'm trying to do, and I'm trying to help Naomi, and why isn't anybody helping me? But no, Ruth falls on her face in humility before Boaz and asks, why are you treating me so kindly? Can you hear the voice of another great man who reaches out in grace and asks us to abide in Jesus? To abide in Jesus, little children. To abide in the true vine. To abide in him. Ruth asks, Who am I that you would take notice of me? It makes me think of Psalm 8 when David asked God the same thing. Who am I? Who am I? He says in Psalm 8, verse 1, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Sometimes, like Naomi when we are bitter, or like Ruth when life is hard, it's difficult to accept kindness from strangers, isn't it? But Boaz, a picture of our kinsman, redeemer of our Jesus, 
He shows us that God does reach down and give us kindness and grace and mercy in our time of need, that he loves us and he takes care of us. He provides for all of our needs. So in today's episode, we went from that romantic chick flick mentality of the book of Ruth to a bit deeper and understanding that Jesus is our kinsman redeemer and that he loves us with an everlasting love and wants us to love him in return, to abide in him. And we also leave off with Ruth in a safe field, a safe place. If we belong to Jesus, then this place here on earth is not our home. We are foreigners here. We are sojourners in this land. We're going to a much better place in the future. For right now, we need to abide here in Jesus so that we can do his work and his will and share the love of God with all of those around us. Until next week, I encourage you to go deeper in God's word and to glean what you can so that your soul will be fed and nourished with spiritual insights from the bread of life. If you'd like the Going Deeper worksheet, you can find it at momentswithmoni.com, and the link will be in the show notes. Thanks again for helping me celebrate my anniversary here on Moments with Moni. It's been two years of podcasting, of God's Word going all around the world. Thank you to all who have helped Support me through coffee, keeps me warm and talking and sharing God's word. I enjoy spending time with you, and I'm happy to be able to announce that someone has won the $25 gift card. You've all been entered, and now the winner will be announced. And the winner is Angela. Congratulations, Angela. I will be contacting you by email to make sure it's the correct one and then sending that Amazon gift card to you through your email. Thanks so much to all who participated. May God bless you as you continue to pray for this ministry and I will continue to pray for you. Remember to guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life.